Welcome to the Kinda Crunchy Podcast, where we talk about all things health and wellness. We can't wait for you to hear today's episode, so let's get to it. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Kinda Crunchy. This is Rachel. And this is Jensen. And we are excited to be here today. Jensen and I are dragging. I'm going to be honest. We are tired. It is like we woke up at 6 a.m. to start our podcasting today, which we typically do um, because we normally film record a couple episodes when we're together since there's a little distance between Mm -hmm. us geographically Mm -hmm. um so aside from that we're just tired in life we were talking about it was a long week it's been a long few weeks yeah I just feel like my eyes are heavy I could sleep like four more hours this morning but we're here Uh we made it but this coffee is really helping right now Yeah, I think it's not helping. It's like a really rainy, calm day. And I love to like stay in bed cozy when it's like a rainy morning. It always seems to rain when we podcast. It does. Maybe it's like a omen or a sign. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know of what. Um, But yeah, we are excited to be here today to be talking with you guys. We have a fun episode. We are also wearing, if you're watching video, our Kind of Crunchy Cruise, which you cannot get any longer. Um, they were for sale on our website. It was like a one-time limited thing. Mm-hmm. So um, if you ordered one, you probably have it by the time this episode comes out, I hope. Um, or it's like very soon on its way. Yeah, I said we should wear our kind of crunchy crewnecks for this episode, and then I'm like, oh, it's July, so we're kind of a little hot right now, but you know what? It's okay. (laughs) And we have a fan here, but we only have one electric plug, and we need it for all our tech, so, um, and create bad audio, which, by the way, we are aware our last episodes in the kind of crunchy shed were a little echoey, and there were still things we were working out, kinks we were working out. We think we're getting there. We think we're doing a little better. Um, So let us know. We're hoping this one turns out with the quality audio that you've come to to know from us. We set a standard too high for ourselves (laughs) to keep up with, maybe. But anyway, yeah, yeah, we're just going to talk today a little bit about Did You Know? So it's a fun episode. Did You Know? We have some health facts. Like, did you know? Um, and just like some little quips and, and fun things to tell you. And then we also have some did you knows about Jensen and I will yeah. share at the end. So that might be fun. Um, but Jensen, tell us about your life. Updates, what's going on? So I have a few just things that have been going on happening. Um, I had a dental filling. My first one ever. I didn't know. I was terrified so one of my biggest fears in life is getting a cavity it's getting pulled over i've never it, had one was get, had you ever had one um no so technically it wasn't a cavity okay so apparently when like my tooth was growing in like this was like something when i was like younger they were okay. saying it's kind of like a little hollow like the way it came in and they were like it's not an issue but you might have to get a filling someday basically so they always would like anytime i would get like a scan they'd be like they'd notice it but they're like it's fine right now and then they just decided, like, well, we should probably get it filled. And I'm like, okay. Like, I, I, it's probably something I should, like, look into. Like, you know, the health. There's a lot of there's crunchy a lot of, opinions, there's a lot of opinions on oral on, care. <laughs> I was just like, and I don't get cavities. Like, I haven't gotten, mm-hmm. gotten one before, so it's not like I have lots of them. But I was just like, I just said, yeah. So I got a filling. Um, 
and it wasn't that bad, but, like, the Novocaine shot is, like, a lot. Like, it, like, like, I just thought it was gonna be, like, a pinch, and it was, like, they, like, it feels like they're, like, pressing into, like, when they're in your jaw, it's, like, going into your ear. I don't know. It was, like, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it was a little worse than I thought, but it went fine. I was so scared that I, like, said to the dentist, I'm, like, I'm terrified of this right now, just so you know. She's like, it's okay, you're going to do great. And I was like, oh, okay. But it was fine. You've never had one? No. So I hate the dentist. I hate it, but I go every six months. Not every six months. Yeah, yeah. that's what it'd no, be yeah, because yeah. it's twice a year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I go every six months faithfully. I get my teeth cleaned. I, growing up, my parents didn't have dental insurance. Hmm. I don't have dental insurance oh. now. I did I did with my old job. Now we don't. So, like, you pay out of pocket. Yeah. So, my parents purposely would pick the cheapest dentist in mm-hmm. town. And, <laughs> like, my parents didn't give us a bad care or anything. They're yeah. just, like, you know, same difference. Well, he didn't have any, like, dental hygienist or anything. Like, he does it all himself. Oh. Does a lot of work on the Amish. He's, like, old and really rough and old-fashioned. And he does the cleaning himself. And my dental experience as a kid was just, like, you go and get your teeth cleaned and, like, you're just a wreck. He's, like, slashing your gums. <laughs> like, it is not gentle. And I'm just, like, hypersensitive, I think, already some sometimes to, like, certain sensations. And, um, yeah, so... I think that just traumatized me and I still, I dread going to the dentist. I hate getting my teeth cleaned, that feeling. Really? More than anything. Oh, I like that. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) it like gives me chills in my spine. And so it takes everything in me to go to the dentist. Mm -hmm. And I've never even had a filling or a cavity or anything. All I've ever had done is my teeth cleaned. Um, I did have my wisdom teeth out, but I got put under for that. And that is my biggest regret in life because Mm -hmm. it was semi-elective and... Wish I hadn't. That was a whole... We should talk about that on an episode. We yeah, an I got... Episode, we should do an episode on, like, dental and, like... We should! That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, um, I can share my story. I got a big infection and it was disgusting. I remember hearing about that. But satisfying and, yeah, we'll have to... That's a tease. We'll be doing an oral health episode in the future. But I was saying, having a cavity is one of my, like, biggest... Was one of my biggest fears. So I did, like... Well, Why? Not... not not having a cavity, but getting a filling. I don't know why. It, like, freaked me out. It okay. just always freaked me out of getting a filling. Like, I thought it was, like, the worst thing ever. That and getting pulled over by a cop. Those are two... You've never been pulled over? Never. To this point. I'm, like, It's because so... Jensen's such a good girl. She's, like... I, I am... Well, well, this is... I think it all stems down to I'm a rule follower. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> like, it, it, like, it's, like, if I had a cavity, oh, you're bad. You're in trouble. You get pulled over bad you're speeding like I think it's like this in my mindset like if I do these things I broke the rules so I think that's why that they're like fears in my mind that's so, crazy yeah the I'm just gonna get into it the first time I was ever pulled over um was right after I had gotten my license oh. and Logan was in the car with me we were dating we were going to his family picnic we were driving ahead of his parents I don't know why we didn't ride with his parents mm-hmm. um so we got to like, they have like, they live in the country, so back roads that go on to the highway. And he was like, okay, just sit here and wait for my parents. And then he was like, no, go. And then he was like, sit here and wait. And I just was feeling like, 
what am I supposed to do? Because they were taking forever. So then he was like, no, we should just go. Well, no, just wait. And then I was like, well, what if another car comes? And I was like 16 and a new driver. Logan didn't even have his license at this point because he's a procrastinator. He waited forever to get his license. Um, So then I finally do pull out. And it's like where I'm pulling out is a double lane that comes up a hill. And uh, yes, it's yeah. on to 36. I, I think I know what you're okay? talking about, yeah. And one, you know, a, a cop's coming in the right lane of the double lane. So I pull out into the left, but I'm immediately like anxious because I'm like, oh my gosh, there's someone there and it's a cop. And the passing, like the double lane ends like right after you pull out pretty much. So then I'm like in my head, what should I do? So I sped up to beat the cop to get ahead of him because I'm in the left lane. You're supposed to be going faster there. But Logan's like yelling at me and he's like, no, slow down, slow down, get over. But then there's other cars coming and it was just very stressful to me. So I I sped up to get ahead of this cop and then I get ahead of him and then he just pulls me over and he was like, are you trying to race me? And I'm just like 16 and I was like, don't be a jerk. (laughs) Like, no. I'm not trying to raise you. I just was stressed out. He didn't give me a ticket or anything. It was just like a warning or whatever. He was probably just like, what the heck is she doing? (laughs) But he lived right by me, like on the corner. And then I gave him the dirty eye every time I went for a run or walk. But that's the thing about living in a small town. Like, I feel like you just like half the time my dad would get pulled over, he'd know the cop and give him a warning and go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... I, and I've been pulled over one other time after okay. that. And I got a ticket and I went to court and fought it. Because that's who wow. I am. Go Rachel. <laughs> With my pictures and everything. And did you win? I did. Oh. <laughs> On a handwriting error from the cop. And it was funny because I was a handwriting instructor at the time. And that's, um, that's I said, you can't verify it's my vehicle. He wrote an eight instead of a three. And he said, well, it's supposed to be a three. And I said... Well, maybe he needs OT for his handwriting because it's really bad. And then the judge was like, we can't verify that's a three for my wow. car year. So he was like, we can't verify it's her car. That's crazy. So I got I got all my points taken away that they gave me yeah. and all the money. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have one more life update and then I want to hear all about you. <laughs> this is, well, this life update will, this is something I'm going to talk about. Um new movie that you're going to see that I just saw, Sound of Freedom. Yep. I am, this is a public service announcement to anyone listening to this podcast to go see this movie. Um, we saw it, I guess, last weekend, and it had come out, like, three weeks ago. The theater was still sold out. Mm -hmm. They, I know that, like, the budget for this movie was, like, very minimal, and, like, just in, like, a few days or a week or something, like, they were just, like, blowing it out of the water. Um... Human trafficking is a very real thing, and I think this movie brings a big light to it, like a light that it's happening everywhere. And they said that more people are enslaved now than when slavery was actually legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I think it's a very well done movie too. Of like, you could take like kids in like maybe middle school or high school, and like it's not too graphic, but you could have like a conversation with them about it. Um, it definitely like was a very heavy movie. But I think they did such a good job with it. Um, it just very much brought an awareness to something that's, like, happening in our world. So, if you're debating on... It's probably not in theaters anymore at this point, actually. So, what am I saying? But whenever it comes out on some platform, you should definitely see it. Because I think more people need to be brought aware of this. Can I add an aside? I there? was you waiting for you to... I knew one. you were going to have an aside. All right. So, that movie, the character that it's after um, is... 
was essentially created to mimic this man in real life who does this human trafficking um, rescue. Uh, when I was in Haiti, we worked kind of adjacent to this guy. He does a lot of work in mm-hmm. Haiti. I've never met him. He's not like a friend. Um, really amazing stuff he's doing to rescue people from trafficking. What I want to say, though, is I think this is bringing a ton of awareness to the problem. And people are like, oh, my gosh. But I think if you become aware but don't do anything, Mm. it's even more, like, you're even more guilty of being part of the problem than if you just weren't aware. So if you did watch it, if you're going to watch it and it, like, tugs on your heart and prompts you, I think act on that in some way. Um... I'm not saying, like, you have to go out and rescue trafficking (laughs) survivors, but I think definitely finding a means to support uh, other people who are doing that in some way. And I do want to um, say, like, this is really impactful in that they show, like, the trafficking rescuing, Mm -hmm. and that's what this man does a lot, is, like, he goes in and does, like, these full crazy operations Mm -hmm. and rescues people from trafficking. There's a lot of aftercare that has to help happen Mm -hmm. there of, like, counseling and like reassimilating them to culture or family mm-hmm. and things like that so finding organizations that do that too that's vital and um yeah just I'd I'd encourage you if you watched it if you're going to watch it to really be prompted to like find a way that you can contribute to helping these people get back to their life because slavery I think a lot of times we think of human trafficking like kids in these these really awful situations and it is but it's also, I mean, in Haiti, there's there's child slaves that their parents give them to families to be, they're called restivic children, essentially like household slaves that get mm-hmm. like beat and made to do chores all day for other families. To, and then those families pay the other families or it's just they're too poor to take care of their own kid. There's adults being trafficked. Um, the nonprofit I work for is in Myanmar. There's people going and they think they're well-educated people with teaching degrees and they think they're getting a teaching job. And they show up, the car, very nice luxury car, picks them up from the airport, takes them to an abandoned lot, puts them in a compound where they sell them to people on the black market to go work in scam compounds, doing Bitcoin scams and other scams, Mm -hmm. calling people in the U.S. and Britain. And I just think that's crazy because, like, you you get a phone call from, like, a scam or you hear about it and you're like, those people are awful. And, it like, getting that story from my partner over there and hearing that was, like... These people are being trafficked into this and then, like, beat and forced to work in these scam compounds. And then they have the guilt of it. It just, it's so far-stretching, but do something. (laughs) Be prompted to do something. Well, that's really interesting. (laughs) So, my friend Erica, she doesn't work for them anymore, but there's in... If you're listening and you're from Lancaster, you've probably heard it's called North Star Initiative. Okay. It's, they basically help rehabilitate, like, girls that, like, were sexually trafficked and Mm -hmm. they, like, get them back into the real world. Um... And that's, like, a big organization out in, like, the Lancaster area. And it's amazing what they do. Uh, but my friend Erica worked for them. And, like, she was did their, like, marketing and stuff. Mm. And, like, they, like, had, like, new merchandise that they were, like, selling and just, like, needed new flyers. And, like, I actually modeled for their, like, company. Oh, my goodness. So, like, there's, like, a postcard. It's actually still in a few stores. I've seen it. And it's, like... It says some kind of quote about, like, I forget what it says about, like, trafficking, but there's, like, a picture of me on it. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's it's weird because I was like, oh. Like, I... Yeah. But, like, I'm what I'm saying is, like, that's a great organization, like, you could donate to that's mm-hmm. local. Because sometimes I feel like when you're donating to, like, global organizations, 
you're like, is this actually going there? I don't know. I feel like there's like that stigma sometimes. There's a lot of CEOs that get very high pays at nonprofits. Yeah. Um, that your funds or something's going to. I work in the nonprofit yeah. world, yeah. so I'm very and I have. Um, so I think finding a local places, like if yes. you're like looking where to start, like there's a lot of local places that you can make an impact with. Um, but I think that's really good what you said about actually doing mm-hmm. something because I feel like we see it, it it impacts us for like a week and then we're like on the, onto our lives again. For sure. I'll give a quick plug. The organization I work for is called mm-hmm. Heaven's Family and I can, I see the financials and I can guarantee you it is not going to padding anyone's pocket. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot, a lot, almost all the funds are going directly to helping people. So look into that one if you're feeling prompted to <laughs> Link give. in the bio. <laughs> um, do you want to tell us your life update? Yeah, not, not a ton going on. I mean, too much going on. Overwhelmed by life. Burnt out. Um, I... Me and Logan both were just saying, and we've never been like this, we're like, we can't wait for fall. Just because I think it's representative to us right now of, like, more calm time in our life because summer has been chaotic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, both our brothers are home. And Logan's oldest brother um, has lived over in Asia and different places teaching for years. Um, and he's married to a woman from South Korea. They have a child together and they live in China right now teaching. And they had the baby right after they moved to China during like COVID time. So it was really crazy. They couldn't come home. So she's a little over a year old now. And we just met her for the first time. They just came home for the first time since then. So, um, They've been here. They're only here for like a month. So they're trying to cram two years into a month's Mm -hmm. time. So lots of family time. And then my brother and sister-in-law live in Haiti. um, And they're home too. Mm -hmm. So we've just had all kinds of family (laughs) stuff. Uh, Been very busy with that. But it's been good. Um, The other thing I did want to talk about is I've been going blueberry picking. There's so many pick-your-own patches near us here. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend Kasten, who was on the podcast, and I have been going because I have been uh, freezing them so that I can have them all winter because I like them in like smoothies and yogurt and stuff. And I got like a good vacuum sealer type Mm. thing so I can freeze them all good. Mm. Um, It's really fun to go because like we're there like an hour, hour and a half and we're picking blueberries, but it's like good quality conversation time too. And we're like on separate bushes, but still can talk. But our first time going... We literally got there and it started like thundering and we're like, uh-oh, are we going to be okay? It was like the biggest storm we've had this year, like thunder, lightning, downpour, soaking us. And we were just like standing under this little shed thing oh. like, is it going to pass? <laughs> but it really cooled it down and we only, we got a little wet, but then we waited it out for like 10, 15 minutes and then it calmed down. We went out and we picked in the rain and it was actually like serene. I really enjoyed that that this summer that sounds so fun blueberry picking has been on my like want to do this summer and I haven't done it yet but I'm glad you have I need to prioritize yeah. that because that's such a good idea about freezing them yeah because I would just get like a thing and I'd like you know it'd go bad for the week I'd eat what I could but then like the fact the thought of freezing it like you're gonna end up saving so much money because I'm sure it's a lot cheaper to mm-hmm. pick your own than like buying from the store yeah I thought I was gonna be in my canning era this yeah. year and I have experimented with some light canning. I don't have a lot of pantry space, but mm-hmm. we did get a deep freezer. Or, well, it's still in transit. Um, my parents offered to keep it at their house because we do not have the room or ability to have one where we're at just with the way the house is set up um, until we move. 
Uh, so I have lots of freezer space. So it makes sense for me for like fruits and veggies yeah. to freeze things like bone broth or pickles. Like I'm going to yeah. can, but, um, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Do you want to get into the episode? We should. Okay. So we have a little, did you knows today? Yeah. Just some fun health facts and then just some fun things about ourselves too. I feel like it's just fun to like get to know more about us. We just love to talk about ourselves now, yeah. but it, <laughs> we just feel so like, much. oh, it'd be fun to throw in like personal facts with a, along with health facts. Um, so we hope you guys like it. Rachel, I think you have like five health facts and I have four. Um, but yeah. just some interesting things that we've learned along the way or we found um, that we wanted to share with you guys. So we hope you like them. You want to start us off? Sure. I'm actually going to start not at the top of my list. I'm gonna Same. Start I want to start at the last one on my list. Okay. <laughs> so did you know, Ooh. wasn't that Okay, wait, before Urkel, do you know who Urkel is? Steve Urkel? Yeah, didn't he always used to say, did you know? I think you're right. <laughs> what show was he on? What show was he on? It was Family... Family ta- Family Matters. Matters. Yeah, Family Matters. It used to play on... Um, um, Nicola, no, Nick and Knight? No, uh, oh, it's Freeform now. ABC, ABC Family. ABC Family. When we were young, it, like after school hour, yes. that in Full House. Yes. Yeah, we're going to sound like Steve Some Urkel. people don't even know what we're talking about, which is really funny. <laughs> we should post like a little reel of we should, that yeah. over, over us. Okay, so did you know that obesity has increased 270% since 1970? I'm not shocked. That's wild. That's not even 100 years. And it's over 200%, almost 300%. Um, so just like a little add on of that, cause I'm not just going to like throw that fact out there and not talk about it. Like, so like when you think about, okay, what has changed, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, and I mean, obviously we know obesity has many risk factors for your health, like your heart health, your chance of disease. I think it was the other day I heard something about like, if you're considered like, at the doctor's office obese, like on the scale or whatever, mm-hmm. that your chances of any type of cancer is like 30% increased. Wow. And like heart disease or heart attack, things mm-hmm. like that is like 40 or 50. Yeah. It's just crazy. So, I mean, it's definitely something like we want to take care of ourselves. So, I mean, like if you think back to the 1970s, I think people used to cook from scratch more. Mm-hmm. There wasn't as much readily available like fast food. Yeah. Like even where we live, Punksy. Mm-hmm. We're always, like, 10 years behind on getting things. So, yeah. like, whatever you have in Lancaster or Pittsburgh mm-hmm. or wherever, 10 years later, we'll catch up. Mm-hmm. So, like, the cute coffee shops, we're, like, 10 years later, we get our first <laughs> coffee shop. So, the fast food restaurants are kind of like that mm-hmm. here. But even here, like, we have, like, every fast food restaurant mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Well, not every fast food. <laughs> Wait, did Starbucks open yet? Not yet. Okay. Still being built. Okay. Maybe by the time this comes Maybe. out. But not yet. Um... Seed oils are more common and additives, dyes, pesticides than ever before. Mm-hmm. If you look back to like the laws that have changed with farming, with our food since the 1970s, mm-hmm. how they spray the crops, what yeah. they spray them with, how frequently, um, even just like restaurants switching from like lard and tallow to seed oils. Mm-hmm. Um People also used to eat more of those whole animal fats and whole animal products. That used to be way more common. And yeah, I mean like industrial farming techniques or fruits and veggies are now, people say, 38% less nutritious than they were in the 50s. Is that because like the soil isn't as like nutrient dense too as well? 
Yeah, because they've depleted the soil with yeah. the agricultural practices. Yep. They also try to grow the crops faster. Mm-hmm. They spray them with basically weed and feed, which mm-hmm. has been proven to give cancer. But they spray, like all our wheat is pretty much sprayed with that. Um, <laughs> and that's why you can eat European meat and not get sick, but eat American meat and get sick. Um, yeah, so lots has changed and it's not your fault. <laughs> like, that's what stinks is like, mm-hmm. you could literally eat the same diet and live in Europe and not be obese. That's actually what my fact's going to be. So Okay, let me just still, you're just going to it, Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just was going to, before I go into it, I just want to add on like, we are so sedentary now. Like, just looking back on like, even kids when they would, after school, you'd go play outside with your neighbors. Now, mm-hmm. like, kids just go like they play their xbox or they're laying on their phones and like you start that young and it's like that trickles into adulthood like we sit Mm -hmm. at jobs all the time where we're at a desk where like more people were doing like manual labor or just people in general like when you're outside you're more likely to be moving around than you're sitting down when you're inside just watching a tv so i think like that's the big focus i feel like of mine is just trying to move more which is it's so sad that we have to like focus on that but like our lifestyles have just like become where we're just like sitting more yeah my husband like keeps getting all this low back pain and like we're 26 27 and I'm like you're too young which he does do a lot of golfing and that can be I guess a lot of rotation like in the pelvis low back area but I told him it's because you sit in a desk all day Mm -hmm. every day and he's been trying to incorporate more walking and stuff I was like get a standing desk like wear sneakers Mm -hmm. he's trying to stretch more but I'm like that's gonna wreck your body more than like if you worked in heavy construction every day like (laughs) I I, sitting at a desk just sucks yeah that's why I like the days that I can like work from home because I feel like I just get up and move a little bit more rather than sit at my desk Mm -hmm. or even like when I'm at my job like Sometimes we have to, like, run things to the post office or, like, I, I always, like, volunteer for that stuff or I'll, like, taking out the trash, like, just so I'm, like, able to, like, move move more. That's my job right now is, like, hybrid and I'm almost completely from home, but we're, we were going one day a month. Now it's one day every week mm-hmm. in. And even in my old job in the schools, like, I was always running and moving because mm-hmm. I was going classroom to classroom. Yeah. Like, I have to have an active job like that. Yeah. And... This is like, we go in, it's Thursdays, and we just sit there at a desk the whole day. And I'm like, my body's wrecked after that. I'm like getting up like an old yeah. woman, like my back hurts, my my hips hurt, like I'm exhausted. And it's like, I sat at a desk all day, but I feel much better with movement. So I'm very thankful. I do overall have the flexibility to work from home. And I'm like standing at my kitchen counter I'm like at my desk I'm on my couch I'm sitting on the floor I'm sitting on the deck and it like feels way better yes absolutely um so that leads into my next fact did you know (laughs) um we don't have to say that every time but it's, it's kind of fun um the U.S. and Europe food regulations are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the U.S., the FDA allows new food ingredients unless they're proven harmful, whereas which can include GMOs, growth hormones, chemical preservatives. But in Europe, they require the additives to be proven safe before approval mm. um, and have banned the use of growth hormones and severe chemical additives. So there's eight ingredients. I'm not going to read them all because I can't pronounce them. Um, that are commonly used in the U.S. but not in Europe. Um, it's, there's one that's a growth hormone, um, 
something used to bleach flour. We're like the test group. The coloring agents. <laughs> um, and I'm going to post this. I have a note to post it. There's this account that, um, I think her name's like the Food Babe or something. I don't know. I think I've seen You've her. You've seen her. And it's like she has a U.S. version and like U.K. version. And I have just like ketchup pulled up here. And the ingredients are so different. Like ours have all these colorings and natural flavorings. Whereas like the U.K. version mm-hmm. is just like sugar, salt, spice. Like all of their products are... So under so much more scrutiny than ours like that's why when like I've had so many conversations with people that go to Europe and they eat all the foods and they feel great one I think mm-hmm. it's also they're like walking around and you're but, in vacation mode yes, or... <laughs> but like people with literal gluten intolerances can have pasta over there and I know you've eat, bought an European flour that's because I have heard it said it's not a gluten intolerance, it's a pesticide intolerance, mm-hmm. and you're eating weed and feed every time you eat U.S.-made flour, yeah. whereas that pesticide and spraying method is not allowed in Europe. That's why I buy my European wheat. Yeah. I don't want to be eating weed and feed. Yep. So, yeah, that's my fact. I just need to, we just need to take a trip to Europe now. Honestly, let's go, Jensen. Let's go. Kind of cringy abroad. I need it now. What if we're just <laughs> I need like, a What vacation. if we just, like, you just go on kind of cringy Instagram. It's, like, live from Italy. Rachel and Jensen just doing a podcast. Um, can we, like, write that off? I was about to say that. I was like, can that be a Next week. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so. Okay, so my next did you know is did you know about body odor. <laughs> body odor? Body odor. Tell so us about stinky body. pits. Body odor when you smell. Um, okay, so your skin microbiome is destroyed by deodorant, which is part of what makes you stink. Mm-hmm. So you have certain bacteria and literally why your armpits smell is because they're feeding off of like the sweat that's coming out of you that's what creates the smell is Mm -hmm. the gases they're releasing as they're feeding almost like you know how like if you're making sourdough or a yeast bread it's Mm -hmm. eating the sugar yes yeah and that's like how it grows and then you can smell that yeasty smell yeah it's like what's happening to your armpits Mm -hmm. is like you're releasing the (laughs) sugar in the scenario and they're feeding off it and then it creates that stink from their gases right when you use deodorant, like typical deodorant, it's part of it because what it's doing is it's either killing those bacteria or it's altering like what they're eating mm-hmm. and it can cause more body odor when you don't have it on then because mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, we need to go really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, deodorant has a lot of chemicals. Uh, your body uses sweating like through your armpits, through your whole body to detox, just like pee, poop, sweat. Those are all detoxing from your body. I know, can't say pee or poo on the podcast. Yeah, we can. We can, we can say <laughs> one. We have before. But if you are smelling particularly gross or notice a change in your body, like I have had this happen where I'm like, oh my gosh, why do my armpits stink now? Like I normally don't sweat that much or mm-hmm. have stinky BO. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if I notice, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, stinky. Why? Mm-hmm. Your body's probably trying to detox something out of wow. it because that's one of its detox yeah. pathways. And it's also very close to where, like, a lot of your lymph flow goes to, like, yeah. get out and detox. So this is a big detox area in the mm-hmm. armpit area. So I would definitely, like, if you notice increased body odor, mm-hmm. I would say 
take it as a sign. Don't be like, I need to get stronger deodorant or extra deodorant. Take it as a sign of like, I need to help my body like Mm -hmm. detox better. So cleaner diet, more movement, more water, electrolytes, Mm -hmm. things like that. And honestly, like with that type of lifestyle, it does help reduce that beyond just like the deodorant. Yeah. I've also noticed when I do drink coffee more regularly, I'm stinkier. Really? So that might be a note for people. I don't I don't know if there's anything there. Mm-hmm. Coffee causes body odor. But I have very sensitive nose, so <laughs> that's why I think I notice. Wait, can I um out myself for something real Please quick? Please out yourself. Um don't judge me on this, but I don't wear deodorant every day. I don't either. Like, I... I don't need it. I... Okay. I don't have it on today. Well, going off that, I rarely wear deodorant. Like, unless it's, like, a really (laughs) hot day. Okay. This makes me feel better because Logan looks at me like, okay, Logan wears a lot of deodorant. Like, he, like, has, like, does, like, a million swipes a day. I swear he goes through deodorant so much, and I think he's just, like, programmed to, like... Yeah. You just grow up, like, oh, I have to put on a lot of deodorant. Um... First off, sometimes it, like, bothers me. Even, like, natural Irritation. Kind, that's how I am. Like, I, like, you were saying, like, our body wants to, like, detox. Like, I feel like I don't want to block it those, up. Yeah. it up. And no one has ever, and I've told Logan this, I'm like, if you ever notice that I smell bad, like, just let me know. I'm not a big sweater. Like, I, like, run a marathon and, like, look decent after. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I'm not a big sweater. Like, it's just that's who I, I am, It's too. just who I am. Um, so I don't really feel like I need deodorant because one I've never like no one's ever told me I've smelled bad too it's like I'm not a big sweater yeah. so I really don't wear much of it so but if you're ever with me and you notice I'm not smelling the greatest please let me know <laughs> I, I'm always like Logan if you notice like tell me and he never has I mean it's like I never wear it but like majority of the time I don't I during COVID had this very weird sensation so when I realized I got COVID, I hadn't lost my smell until I was done with COVID. It was like mm. my ending symptom. Okay. I did a saline wash, like salt water up my nose, mm. like from the side. And it was literally so painful. Like I was, like I flushed all my sinus cavities out. Ooh. I immediately got my smell back, like an wow. hour after losing it. But then the next day, <laughs> Logan says I did it to myself. I had some weird things. So skunk and coffee were the same smell for like years. Like... And it wasn't skunk. It wasn't coffee. They were just the same, like, strong smell. Uh-huh. It was really, really weird. Like... So, wait. When you would smell coffee, you'd think it smelled like a skunk? Yeah. And when we drive by a skunk, it smelled like what Logan was brewing in the morning. And then onion and body odor were the same pungent smell. So, I'm, like, smelling this at the gym for myself. Like, anytime I'd sweat, I would smell, like, pungent, like onion smell and I'm thinking like oh my gosh I stink like there were a few times I left the gym thinking like everybody has to smell me it got to the point where I'd like come home and be like Logan you have to sniff my armpits and tell me and he'd be like I smell nothing and it was like literally me just smelling this super pungent and I'd be at work every day I started putting deodorant on because it was like bothering me so much and I'd be like gosh I smell so bad and like I'd be like to my coworkers, I'd be like do I stink and they'd be like no like even sniffing my armpit and I'd be like I literally am like gonna gag at the smell of myself like I smell this sweat more than anyone how long did that go on for? like a year year and a half it like oh my God. yeah and and now it's back to normal but it was the weirdest thing and Logan's like it's because you did that weird crunchy saline wash you messed your smell up for life <laughs> I love anyway. that that's so funny should I get into my next yes. one um 
So did you know that your phone is changing your brain? So this mm. is like, now this is like kind of controversial or some people say no it's not, some people say yes it is. Um, but basically dopamine motivates you to seek out new information and then the opio- opioid system causes satisfaction. So this reward encourages more seeking and that cycle continues. So it kind of goes off of like, I'll explain as like we seek food, it tastes good, we're motivated to seek more food. Um, but what's happening with technology is we don't ever get that feeling of being full from it. So you seek food, it satisfies you, you're full, you're good. But with technology, we're never fully satisfied from it. So we ah, continue to seek it more and more. True. I was trying to explain that science well. I hope I did. I don't know if I did. But basically, our brain just keeps wanting more and more of it. And social media, you know, like when you're scrolling on Instagram or TikTok, it's to replicate a slot machine. Like you pull down, you want more. It's that addictive properties. And... You know, technology addiction has become very real. Um, Signs of that can be compulsively checking your notifications, um, restlessness when you're unable to use technology, um, constantly updating your social media accounts. And I think, like, even people that, like, myself can fall into these things sometimes. It's just Mm -hmm. very easy. Um, But another thing that I was looking into is it's said that our attention span is decreasing. And I think a good example of that is Sometimes I'll be, like, watching TV and I'll, like, get on my phone and I'm, like, why do I need to look at my phone when I have TV showing me something? Mm -hmm. Or why do I feel like when I'm driving I need to check something on my phone? Like, my focus should be the road. Um, Yeah, driving? It's like you're, like, I need need to pick up my phone. I need a podcast. I need something. And I'm, like, what is wrong with my brain? Yes. I've always been, like, I can't focus on a movie. Like, it is really Mm -hmm. hard for me to keep my attention without doing something else. But then I'm, like... Oh my gosh, like, yeah. what is wrong with me? Yeah. Like, I need constant stimulation. Yes. It, even, like, you just try to, like, sit for five minutes and yep. your phone's inside or something, and you're like, what do I do with my life? Yeah. Or what you forget I? your phone and you're like, well, what if someone's trying to contact me or what's happening or what am I going to have in my hand? That's funny. I have a life update about all my new tech mantras Ooh. on another episode. Okay, I'm excited. Here. So I will get more into that. The but. one last thing I'm going to add with that is... um. It's saying that it's not decreasing our memory, but our need to use our memory. When's the last time you memorized someone's phone number? I like, don't. It's like you, we used to always memorize phone numbers. Can I share a fun fact? Yes, My please. Logan has everyone's phone number just, it, like, basically if he has ever seen your phone number since middle school, wow. he can tell you anyone's phone number mm-hmm. even if we haven't talked to them since yeah. middle school. It's a true gift. He's a numbers guy. I couldn't tell you Jensen's phone number right now. I just literally memorized Logan's phone number like a few months ago. Yeah. Well, and it's funny. Like, I look back at elementary school. I could tell you everyone in my elementary school's class You had to call them. Their phone numbers and their birthdays. Like, I could literally tell you, like, people's birthdays that I have not spoken to in 20 years. Wait, let's talk about when you wanted to play with a friend, and maybe you didn't have this. I had this because I lived near a lot of my friends. Mm-hmm. You had to call their house phone, and their parents would pick up, yeah. and you'd be like, Hey, is hey, Rachel there? Yeah, is she there? Can she play outside? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. And they'd be like, no, she's busy right now. And you'd be like, okay, I'll be outside if she wants to play. Okay, I have just say one of my fond childhood memories is um, me and Alyssa we would after school and this was there was a few people I did this with but I remember I would go to my parents like computers like the big uh-huh. part like with the big back and I would call her up we call each other on our home phones 
and we would play on Webkins after school. Yes, Webkins and was we'd such like, a thing. Okay. That's where the programming yeah. started. And they'd be like, go into the... Wait, the cash cow. Yes. Wasn't that well, the game? That these, was the yeah, best and game. you could play games with each other, and you could, like, oh. I remember it was, like, high school, I, like, redownloaded Webkins, and it was still just as fun. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> the thing, though, is it, like, it was, like, still connective with friends. Even, like, yes. MySpace back then and yeah. those things. Now it's, like... We're laying in bed next to our partner, both on our separate yes. little boxes, yes. scrolling, and then like, are you ready for bed? I'm ready for bed. Mm-hmm. We put our phones down, one kiss, turn the opposite way. Yes! Like, and it's like, what is life? Like, I, there's a video I saw like years ago that impacted me of like the the two people doing exactly that, but then they take the phones away, like Photoshop them out, and then you just see like these two married people just like staring doing nothing and then like completely disconnected and I'm just like "Ah, (laughs) what is life (laughs) yeah so here's a reminder to get off your phone and I'm saying that to myself because I am very 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 guilty of it yes it's a constant battle yes do you want to go into your next one yeah, my next one is, did you know water can actually make you unhealthier? Ooh. So, please drink your water. Mm. <laughs> okay, but um, our water can have a lot of chemicals in it. Um, bottled water, by law, only needs to be as good as tap water, mm. which if you don't know the sitch with tap water, you don't want to drink it because it has a ton of high levels of toxins chemicals sometimes there's like remnants of birth control in there um all kinds of bad chemicals that can really like not be good for you to consume is tap and well water are you saying those are the same so tap water is more like city water okay okay? so like well water would be a better like from a water treatment plant yeah well water is going to be a better alternative well water though can have high like levels of iron or the pipes that travel through things like that can affect it um if you are buying water in like plastic bottles bottled water Mm -hmm. the when it's shipped and like those plastic bottles heat and then they go back to cold or even if there's like a plastic bottle sitting in your car the plastic little micro particles will get in that water and you're drinking plastic Mm. um as well as the chemicals like bpa and other things so if you're looking for water to like buy, a glass bottle is always a better option, yeah. especially if it's dark colored. Yeah. Um, it's hard to find glass yeah. bottles. I would say your best options are going to be like spring water mm-hmm. from a freshwater spring. Yeah. Or well water. Um, get your well water tested if you have it. Yeah. Um, and then getting a filter. So a shower filter, because this also gets on your skin and can affect your, like, skin and hair health. I've thought about this for a while. Yeah, when we go to my grandparents in Harrisburg, Mm -hmm. I have always, since I was a kid, like, I'm so itchy and my skin's so dry Mm -hmm. after showering there. They have city water. Oh. And we always had well water growing up. And I never, like, it was, like, one, two days, Mm -hmm. and I'd be, like, miserable. Like, why? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's part of it. And... So, yeah, if you do live somewhere, you have city water, shower head that filters could be yeah. really helpful. A filtering pitcher or, like, adjustment for your sink if you do drink out of the sink. I have wanted for the longest time a, I think it's called Berkey or something. Oh, the, the, water, the water filter. The ones that They're sit on the huge. counter. They're huge. I'm like, that's a dream of mine to have one day. Yeah, I mean, water filters. Okay, tap water. I'm just going to read a little of the things it can have okay. in it if you're having city mm-hmm. water. 
arsenic, lead, fluoride, nitrites, chlorine, fecal matter, aluminum, parasites, mercury, and leftover pharmaceuticals. And what I was saying about the birth control is if you're like, oh, I really don't want to be on birth control, you might be getting it from drinking your tap water in the city and then even the boys are getting it sometimes and that can affect everyone's hormones so I'm just a, just be aware i'm imagining someone listening to our podcast right now drinking their city water and then like spitting it out and like pouring it out as they're listening to this yeah i would say a better option is to get like glass bottled spring water yeah. if you live in the city and get like a filtered shower head then yeah that um, would be what i do that actually leads into my next one. It's like we wow. It's like it's we, like we planned, planned this, but no, I, we actually I saw we you. write separate notes. We do, yeah. So <laughs> this is crazy. We do plan this, but not that much, guys. Um, this is something I would be curious to get your opinion on too. It also ties into your love of dentists. Oh no. Um, fluoride. Okay. So I was doing a lot of research on this, and I think it's still something that's very controversial. But we are over fluorided that's not a word but like Rachel was saying it is in a lot of water like a lot of tap water a lot of city water um and basically fluorides are cumulative toxins they're not this like thing that's Mm -hmm. like great for us um you know even said before the push of fluoridization from dentists like the dental profession recognized that fluorides were not beneficial but detrimental to dental health i was doing a lot of research of from the weston a price foundation which i'll link that in the bio if you've we've talked about that before they do a lot with like raw milk but weston a price he was a dentist that like basically went out into the world and figured out where the people were the most healthiest and what Mm -hmm. they did um and not a fan of fluoride so there's really not a lot of benefits to it. I think we have been taught for the longest time that, like, you go to the dentist, you get your fluoride. All toothpaste have fluoride in them. The one I use now does not. Yeah. Um, But I've read that it's more of getting, basically, the, indi- the industry wants to get rid of hazardous waste that fluoride is. And basically, okay. they utilize it by putting it into your water. Like, huh. it's, and again, you can also research this yourselves. Um. If you're a dentist, you're probably like, that's a lie. This is all wrong. And a lot of people have, a lot of people have, this is very controversial. Um, But I would just do your own research into this because from what I was reading about it, we really don't need all the fluoride at the dentist. Um, And some things, and again, you're like, well, if I don't use fluoride, how do I protect my teeth? Mm -hmm. And first off, Rachel had mentioned oil pooling before. That's something you can do for your health. Um, but a big thing is diet, which I feel like everything we do kind of comes Mm -hmm. back to that. Um, things that can cause cavities are obviously too much refined sugars and processed foods, lack of minerals, and then lack of fat soluble vitamins like A, D, K, and E, which eat your liver because that is literally (laughs) Eat eat your liver. Um, but FDA states that fluoride is a prescription drug and not a mineral nutrient. So... Again, you can do your own research on that, but I just think that we have just been told our whole lives, like, go to the dentist, get fluoride. Like, I remember Mm -hmm. always getting that as a kid, and it's like, we don't really think twice about it. I Mm -hmm. think it's just something, like, again, I think everything with your health, like, ask questions. Why am I doing this? Why have I been doing this my whole life? Like, again, you might find that it's fine, but I think, like, just questioning, like, what's happening, because I think we're just so, we just are just used to it, so we just say yes to it. Yeah, um, I don't have a ton to add to that because you really covered it, and definitely I'd say like do your own research. Yeah, 
I use a fluoride-free toothpaste now, and my brother and I always rag on my mom, which is really mean because it makes her feel bad because she used to give us extra fluoride pills, mm -hmm. and I have, like, white spots on my teeth mm -hmm. from them mm -hmm. where, like, they're whiter versus less. It's not, like, super noticeable, mm -hmm. um, but it's from the fluoride, and my brother's the same way, and it's just, like, what? Why yeah. do, is that not, like, chemicals if it was changing the color of our teeth? I'm just, yeah. like, confused about it, and I'm, like, if I don't know what it is, I don't want it. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's, that's our opinion on it, but um, just do your research. That's all. Okay, well, I'll go to one that okay. you might want to do your research on. It might be <laughs> controversial. In some of our first few episodes, this is one that people didn't love me saying. Oh. Sunscreen, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's cancel Rachel. Yeah, people really had some hate on this one because they were like, wear your sunscreen. Don't tell people not to. I'm not telling you what to do with your life. I'm telling you to research. I'm not advising don't wear sunscreen. If you're wearing a sunscreen, though, I will say find a natural one and use a natural one. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Um, what I will say is sunscreen can make you more susceptible to burning or diseases. Mm -hmm. Sunscreen, traditional sunscreen, has a lot of toxins and bad chemicals in it. Um, there have been ones recalled and, like, lawsuits brought up of it literally causing cancer and other diseases. Mm -hmm. So definitely look into the ingredients of the sunscreen you're going to use. Again, I don't want anyone to get sunburned. I don't think it's good to like go lay on the beach, no sun exposure for mm -hmm. the whole year and get fried to a crisp. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this before though. The more sun you get, the more melanin you produce. So graded exposure is like the best thing you can do. Mm -hmm. Like some morning sun time in the summer every day. I'm not saying go out in the heat of day, but like graded exposure to get mm -hmm. like nice buildup. Your yeah. body will be like less susceptible to burning them when you are in high levels of sun. Um, also, sunglasses can affect um, how much melanin your body produces because mm -hmm. your eyes aren't able to take it and be like, mm -hmm. oh, that's how much sun I'm getting. This is what I need to produce. You're like almost like putting a little mask on them so they don't know what to do. Um, and we've talked about this too. Seed oils can contribute to burning mm -hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, my whole thing was just sunscreen can make you burn more or more susceptible to disease so look into the sunscreen if you're going to use it and I'd still recommend even if you're going to use sunscreen to do like graded sun exposure without sunscreen like an early morning light yeah. just to get some sun indirectly like even if it's cloudy like it is today mm -hmm. on your skin without that sunscreen being a barrier because yeah. it's really good for your health yeah you just have to be careful not suggesting anyone get a sunburn yeah or not to wear sunscreen I'm just saying look into it yeah, I have nothing to add to that. You hit that perfectly. She doesn't um, want canceled. <laughs> she doesn't want Rachel go. But no, I well, honestly, I've barely worn sunscreen this summer because I feel like I've done a good job of like starting in like May, like getting myself out there, like not going out for six hours to start, going out for like an hour yeah. to start. And like if I'm out in the middle of the day, like wearing a hat so I'm protecting my mm -hmm. face. It's just little things like that. But I think truly the biggest thing like is your diet. Like trying yeah, that's the true. seed oils. Like I, I've shared this on one episode past, like one time Logan and I were both outside and he's like, why did I burn and you didn't? And again, there's also like, I'm more Italian. There's a lot of things like mm -hmm. that. And I'm like, you eat a lot more seed oils than me, pal. Yeah, there's been two days, one in my garden and one staining my deck where, like, I didn't realize the sun exposure I was getting. And I got, like, I'm not burnt at all, just, like, to the point where I was, like, pinkish. Yeah. And by the next morning, it was just, like, tan. Like, yeah. my body did what it needed to do yeah. to process that. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful that my body's able to respond to that yeah. and that it 
wasn't like full fledged burn. Yeah, we, we just lo- have to we be love, aware. We love the sun. The sun. We is love good. the sun. The sun is a free health tool, and we don't hate sunscreen. We just think you need to be a conscious consumer yes. of it. Oh, good. <laughs> um, okay, the next one, I it could be very long winded, so I'm gonna try to make it. Okay, quick, but I think this truly could be a full episode. Um, this is just all about blue zones. Which Ooh, I okay. If you don't know what blue zones are. I think this is fascinating. It's a book in my house. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> I would say like I don't practice all of these, nor do I like fully agree with all of them. Like one of the things that they say is like drinking moderate alcohol, like people in these places. But I'll get into it. Yeah. Um. So this guy named Dan Butner. I might be saying that wrong. Um, he discovered five places in the world that he has called blue zones where people are the healthiest and have lived the longest. And there's a place in Japan, Italy, Costa Rica, Greece, and California, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically there's called, they're called the power nine. They're habits that these people practice regularly. Um, and I'm just going to kind of go into a few of them cause it could be a whole thing, but I think we could actually do a whole episode on this. Yeah. But one of them is moving naturally. So not going to the gym, but like gardening, going for walks, like mm-hmm. actually moving daily, having a purpose in life. Like why do you wake up in the morning? Um, the 80% rule is eating till you're only 80% full, um, handling your stress, eating more plants, um, which they don't eat a lot of meat, which I firmly believe like meat is a very valuable thing but again I don't agree with all these fully but they're I mean they're proven that people are healthiest and live longest here um belonging to a community so being part of like Mm -hmm. whether it's faith-based or not like being part of something bigger than yourselves um putting your families first like these places really prioritize like the family unit Mm -hmm. um and then just being in a social network of other like healthy people like are you around people that are healthy too like just being with people that like make you a better person like it's just it's very interesting um I would look into um the blue zones after this I will link we'll link it in the show notes but I think that could be a whole episode so it's just very it's just a really cool thing to look into like why are these people so healthy and living longer can I add a fact I know about the blue zones? yes I knew you would have a fact tell us do you know that all the blue zones eat beans I have that in here. Wait, that's so interesting. I don't know why, but that just, like, sticks out to me. They all eat beans. Like, it's one of, there weren't a ton, like, they all have different diets Mm -hmm. and, like, follow some of the same principles. Mm -hmm. Like, you were saying not eat a lot of meat, get a lot more fruits and vegetables, but they all do eat beans. That's something they have in common. So, eat your beans, I guess, if you (laughs) want to live long. Yeah, that's Which we don't eat a lot of in the U.S. No, we don't. A lot of other countries eat beans like, like a, every like day. That's group. like the staple. I'm not a huge bean person. I Have you I had was. good beans and rice? Probably not. I'm going to invite you over for my sister-in-law oh. from Haiti to cook for you, not me. I would love that. We don't cook beans and rice here like well, you're supposed to cook beans yeah. and rice. We just have like plain white rice and plain black beans out of a can. Which gross me out. No, like when you have good beans and rice, okay. that's probably, I've always said like I could eat that every day of my life. If like, it's like the good quality kind. If it... It's not even, like, good quality. It's just, like, real beans that they soak, and then they put, like, spices in and let cook a long time. Same thing with the rice. Like, when it's cooked right. And there's something about beans and rice that when you eat them together, they activate the um, vitamin compounds in each other and, like, the health benefits. It's kind of like turmeric and black pepper. Yeah. Beans and rice are that way. So you should eat them together. When I went to Costa Rica, which is one of the blue zones, um... 
they had a lot of rice and beans, and I remember having that, and they were very good there, so that's, mm-hmm. like, really my biggest experience with them. Yeah, you'll you'll have to try good rice and beans sometimes. Yes. So, now I'm hungry for it. <laughs> so look into the blue zones. And learn how to cook your beans and rice. <laughs> do you have one more, Rachel? I do. Um, did you know women's health is kind of a new thing? Um, so, <laughs> until 1993... 1993, guys, that's pretty recent. Women weren't included in medical trials. Isn't that wild? So, yeah, you hear all these studies on, like, so many things, and it's, they've been tested mostly on men. Yes. Yeah. That are very different than women biologically. By like, far. our hormones are so different. Everything so different. around us. Ah! Um, also... Women's fertility or endometriosis issues are more common than diabetes, but get 2.5% of the research funding that wow. diabetes does. Um, and then I'll also just give you a couple more women's health facts. Uh, did you know that wearing leggings or tight clothing can cause irritation um, of your nether regions? <laughs> um, and wearing panty liners every day can actually cause irritation or inflammation and I add that in because I know some people do that like it's just like a practice yeah to wear and like go free ladies breathe down there let it breathe okay this is TMI but like if I am home in a pair of like comfy shorts or something I am wearing the loosest clothing possible with like no underwear oh 100% same like I want to feel free and sometimes Logan is like why do you wear those big, ugly, oversized shorts? And they're like my comfy shorts. And like, he has a pair of big, oversized, ugly shorts too. And I'm like, this is how I feel free, babe. Like, this is good for my <laughs> health. My body this breathes. Is good for me. <laughs> um, and bras also can cause lack of lymph yeah. flow, be very like restrictive, have been linked to breast cancer. So I would, I know some people sleep in like sports bras. I do not I know how. I never wear, I, okay, I rarely wear bras. If I do, it's a very, okay, it's a very loose sports bra. The the, the little girls, the Walmart ones. Okay. Those are the best bras. Walmart, they're literally like, they were like three for ten dollars. They're just like a single strap. Yes. Like cloth. Yes. Logan said They're the most comfortable. I have them too. Logan said to me, he's like, should you get like nicer sports bras? And I'm like, no, these are great. These are. Well, we also, I'm also very. Small chested community here. Yes. So (laughs) if you're not part of the small chested community you probably need an actual real bra but for us like we don't and so we're not gonna like get an uncomfortable bra so yeah that's like if I'm working from home um I do not have a bra on and then I'm like oh shoot I have a work call I better like go get dressed (laughs) I love when I can find an outfit that like I don't need you don't have to wear one like I'm not as brave I won't like go out in public without one unless I have like a really big hoodie and I'm like Mm. just running to the store quick but even then I'm like I gotta have my hair done and it's like I don't know why I care but it's it's uncomfortable for me but around the house like free, <laughs> like we have, a, we have a, and I feel like a lot of dresses, like you sometimes don't need bras for, it, and we have a wedding today. That's true. Shocker, we have a wedding today, um, and both the dresses that I'm considering wearing, I don't need a bra for, and I'm so excited. Do you have the little pasties? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's all you gotta get, girls. Is some little pasties. Yeah. And you can get cute ones. There's yes. stars. There's yes. hearts. Okay. Circles. I actually, I actually need to get new ones. Mine are um, cute little flowers. But the one wedding we were at, so. Sometimes they lose their stick. And yes. We, no, we're literally on the dance New floor. New ones, though, have super stick. We were on the dance floor, and Logan looked down, and he's like, is that your pasty? And I was like, 
I picked it up very quickly, but <laughs> yeah. So, so funny. You needed some new ones. Make sure they stick. And basically, if you don't know what those are, they're just like a little nip cover. They're yeah. just like a little circle. So you can go braless, but then if you're concerned about getting cold or something okay, like that. I know something really TMI. Sure. If, that's if, what this podcast is for, correct? So pro tip, <laughs> if you don't have those, I've used tape. Like, oh, it, it sounds painful. It's, it really isn't that bad. I like just do like a little X. tape X over. Jensen. So just like I've done them all the time. And then but sometimes like I forget about it. And then I'll be like, oh, and then I look down and I'm like, oh, I should take that off. So if you don't have them and you're in a predicament and you don't want to wear a bra, tape is a great alternative. There you have it. What what you didn't think you were going to learn on this podcast today. Did you have any more or is that all of yours? No, but I just want to, we should get into our Just some fast fun did you knows about us. Yes, you can, or is it my turn or your turn? Um, it doesn't really matter. I'll go first. Um, fun fact about me. I can't whistle or snap my fingers. I didn't know that. There's like no, it's like there's no snap. I've got it. Never have. I am a, okay, sorry to make it all about me. It's but okay, it's fine. <laughs> I would challenge anyone to a whistle off. I can whistle a tune on tune so loud. Like, I think it's my secret skill. Wow. I literally always used, my mom's a really good whistler and I'd be like, let's have a competition. And I'd be like, I'm better. <laughs> It's one skill I do have. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That makes me think of one I didn't have on my list. Tell me. Did you know <laughs> I can't wink or curl my tongue? I, I feel like I knew you couldn't wink, but I don't know if I knew about the tongue. Uh-huh. Apparently the winking thing is a genetic thing. Oh. The tongue curling is also, but I, my family can do it. I think it's because of my tongue tie issue I mm. talked about. Mm, yeah. I, it's like short and stubby. I can't yeah. get it. But that wasn't really mine. Well, I just had tell, to piggyback off. Well, thank you. But tell me your first one then. My other one's way less, like way more boring. And you probably do know this. Did you know I'm classically trained on the violin? Ooh. <laughs> Rachel is amazing on the violin. I'm a little out of practice. I need to get back into it. I took lessons from the time I was like six, seven till I was like, they weren't really lessons at that point, but like twenties, like college. Yeah. Um is when I was like, okay, I could give lessons, but then I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I did a few wedding things and stuff, but I mainly just do for fun. Yeah. And I can fiddle. It's both on violin, fiddling or classical. I love the fiddle. I love hearing that. <laughs> it's a different technique, and I really like the classical. Mm-hmm. Um, does something to me. So when I'm pregnant, I'm going to be playing all the time, so my babies get that Beethoven, that wow. Bach, Trosky, all that. It'll be like little geniuses coming out. Doing the most. Right? Um, okay, my next one, I might have shared this before, um, but I, when I was in college, actually the next two are about college, um, I studied abroad for four months, and I lived in Florence, Italy, and while I was over there, I visited 12 countries, and it was the best time of my life, aside being married to my wonderful husband (laughs) now. Um, Had to add that. (laughs) But my favorite two countries, I always talk about because I feel like they're would be like an uncommon one. Beside Italy, I love Scotland, which Rachel has a potential trip potential plan trip next plan year there. Um, Edinburgh, Scotland, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, I don't know. It's Edinburgh. Okay. I just learned this on a Gateway Clipper cruise in Pittsburgh. Do you know Pittsburgh was named after like the same concept of Edinburgh and it's supposed to be borough. Oh. Just like Edinburgh, even though it's like the UGH. Yeah. So it's supposed to be Pittsburgh. Oh, no, I didn't know that. That's fascinating. I, it was the most fascinating Clipper cruise. Now I'm going to think about I've that. I've been telling everyone that fact. <laughs> oh, 
Um, but I, so yeah, I loved that. I loved Scotland. And I also loved Belgium. Um, mm. but not, okay. I love, we flew into Brussels, which is obviously mm-hmm. like the capital, but it's called Bruges. Um, okay. which basically just think of like the most cute, quaint little Belgium town that was just had the most like colorful buildings and canals, um, mm-hmm. and all the waffles and chocolate. Oh, that was so wonderful. You make me hungry. So that yeah, dumb. that was that's a fun fact about me. I'm so grateful I did that. If any high school or college people are listening, if you have the opportunity to study abroad, do it because when else in your life can you just like pick up and go? to Europe for four months and not have any, like, responsibilities, Even really. take a gap year. I wish I yes. had. I feel yes. like it was so, like, you just go to college right yes. after high school. I'm literally, I kept telling Logan, I'm telling our kids to take a gap year, either go nanny in Europe yeah. or Hawaii, like, lead ATV rides or something yes. crazy that you're never, like, yes. once you get settled down or whatever. It's one year. You're going to be one year behind in college if you want to go to college or whatever. Like, why not go experience something like that? I just think it'd be so cool. Like, you can get a job and take the gap year. I wish I had done it. I just think it's, like, would be such a cool experience. A lot of kids out, like, in Lancaster, there's a lot of, like, opportunities for you to do, like... One of them called, is called, like, Word of Life. And there's, like, different, like, ministries. Okay, like, yeah. Um, I knew a girl that went out to Montana for the year. I knew a girl that went to Argentina. It's almost like mission stuff. And then they go into college mm-hmm. the next year. But like, it's, like, room? yeah, I just think that's such a cool thing that I was not even on my radar when I was in high school. Yeah. All right. Very cool fact. Next one. Um, My next one is... I have a big personal space bubble and I hate hugs. No. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people don't know this because I cope with it very well. Um, I, If you come at me with a hug, I will give you a hug. I also sometimes will even offer up a hug to you. But you should know, it is taking a lot in me to do. I feel very uncomfortable. And the closer I am to the person, the more uncomfortable I feel. Like hugging my parents feels so weird to me. And I know people are probably thinking like, she has all this type of trouble. My parents were such big huggers because my mom grew up in a family that wasn't. My dad mm-hmm. grew up in a family that wasn't. My mom always was very intentional like with wanting to be a hugging family. I literally just think it's genetic at this point. Like mm-hmm. my mom's side of the family, it's just like they, I've also noticed as I've gotten older, like they just like, like my grandpa's like very awkward if you try mm-hmm. to hug him. My uncle's like that and stuff. It's like, and it's not just hugging. It's just like personal space. Like if I'm talking to someone and they're too close to my face, it's literally like making me averse to them. Like of like, I'm so uncomfortable. I'm crawling in my skin and don't like be weird around me. If you know me in real life, because I am fine. I realize I'm the problem (laughs) and I very much like, I will hug my mother. I will Mm -hmm. hug my friends, Mm -hmm. but it does like, it has to be a conscious effort for me because to me, it's not like oh, I love you so much. Like, let me communicate. It's like, I have to be like, okay, they perceive this as love. Because to me, it's kind of like always like, I really have to muster it up Mm -hmm. and it feels weird. And yeah, I just don't like people in my personal space. Like, that's like an invasion of my, like, I don't know, of my space. Like, it almost like makes me not like people who are like always here or like, you know, people come up and like grab you and talk to you like this. I literally, like, I, I don't hate you, but it's really hard for me to like you when you do that to me all the time. And I'm really trying to work on it, but it is so hard for me. That is so funny. I didn't know this about you. I know. Well, I always hug you, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to be now. You're ne- welcome. Never hugging Rachel again after this. 
I'm just weird with it. Logan and I literally, when we were dating, did not hold hands in public, touch, really show any affection for like three, four years, even in private. Like we weren't really hand holdy or huggy or anything. I'm just like, so you are. It's okay. Don't need the physical touch affection. It's okay. Everyone's different. <laughs> I do like a hug from him now, though. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's good. Okay. We're we're making progress. We're making progress. <laughs> um. Okay. So my next fact. Um. In college, I was a sorority girl. Oh, you were just. I was. I was actually <laughs> a fraternity business fraternity and sorority girl i like did the most in college i was just gonna say that i literally i look back on college and i made the most of my four years but um so my freshman year i joined a business fraternity one for like the networking and stuff which ended up getting me my first job so that was a plus and like my best friends like kirsten and madison Mm -hmm. i wouldn't really know them if it wasn't for that so really cool um but my freshman year i was just all about like that was my pre-Jesus years, as I think I've discussed, and I was just (laughs) kind of off the rails with enjoying the fun and the party scene. Um, So I joined a business fraternity for the business aspect, but also the social, and then I was like, it's not enough. I need to be more social. So I was like, like, let's join a sorority. So I joined a sorority my sophomore year, um, Kappa Delta. Um, I'm so far removed. I I have no idea about that It's so funny. Like, I could tell you all, like, the Greek letters. I knew, like, we had our very specific, like, chants and songs and, like, rituals. And I think, like, it actually, like, I'm looking back on, like, my Blue Zone fact, it was more like the part of being part of something bigger than yourself. Like, we had, like, over, like, 100 girls in my sorority. And then it's obviously part of, like, a, like, like, national network. Um... And I just thought that was really cool. Um, obviously, being a sorority, like, you know, you do all the fun partying things. But it was <laughs> cool that, like, the philanthropy part of it is really awesome. Like, mm-hmm. we worked with the Girl Scouts. So we did a lot of Aww, fun events cute. with them. Like, we'd, like, have, do crafts and days with them. So that was That's really fun. Cute. And we sold Girl Scout cookies, which was fun. Um, but, yeah. So I feel like a lot of people don't know that about me because it's, like, you know, back in the college years. But I – Logan always asked, like, would you let our daughter join a sorority? And I'm, like – I feel like if, you know, it would be up to her decision, but, like, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it, and I think there's a lot of benefits to it more than just, like, what people think of joining a sorority is. Um, So, yeah, that's a little fun. And probably finding the right one and, like, the right people that are your community. Yeah, and I, like, I, like, it was never, like, I don't know, some, like, it's very controversial, like, the whole, like, hazing aspect and thing and like that was never my experience I feel like it's more God. fraternity too it's a more guy it. thing I feel like but I do know some sororities I'm not gonna yeah. name names but um <laughs> I know ours did not and we were always treated great and it was she's lying one. Jensen was the one that did all the hazing yeah. she put girls through misery <laughs> well that's the one thing, she like, would never well it's funny because I feel like everyone says like oh yeah my sorority never hazed but those are the ones that like did but actually are Jensen's too afraid of getting in trouble with the police to do anything I would of never, the sort. yeah exactly um but that's so funny but like the like big little thing like yeah. that was so much fun like I just feel like it was just a fun thing and you had like date parties and you would like theme things oh I don't know gosh. it was just fun like it was it was my I was like 18 to like 22 so it was just like the time of my life where I was just like having the best time it's so funny because Jensen and I are similar in so many ways mm-hmm. And, like, in high school, even, um, I, like, never would join a sorority. I know. 
I literally, I kid you not, guys, my goal in college was to not make a friend. I was there to get my stuff done. I was busy doing other things with my life. I was very involved with my brother and the nonprofit stuff. I had friends from high school. I was in the area. I had to manage my relationships here, like with Logan and stuff. Yeah, that was like pretty much my goal. And I think even had I gone to a big university, I still would have been like, do not bother me. So it's good my college years were shorter. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just funny because we are similar in a lot of ways. And that's just like, I, could, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't know. I just couldn't. I, I think it's like so cool and so fun, mm-hmm. but it's like not for me. And yeah. I'm glad I have that awareness to know like I'm not the right fit. One <laughs> of something really cool. So my cousin, Billy, um, she's like, she's my dad's first cousin. So she'd be my mm-hmm. second cousin I think that's how it works I always get confused with second or third but um we've always been very close and she's like I don't know like in her 60s or something Mm -hmm. like she's much older than me and but she was in Kappa Delta in college so like we have like we both know the handshake and it's cool like it's this thing like we would come home and like from like I would talk to her like Christmas and we would talk about things she's like no one can know like only things that we knew about like different wait it's a secret handshake yeah you can't tell you, and I'm not going to say it on here, but yeah, there's a secret hand. Okay, I didn't know there's that. There's so many cool, like, little, like, songs and rituals and sayings and it things. It really that, does make you feel like a part yeah, of something. Yeah, okay. so, but it was so cool to be like, wait, like, it was like when we, like, say that we're, like, sisters, which is, like, we, you know, we are technically, like, sisters in the sorority, so I don't know. It was just really cool, like, to take that, like, family element to, like, wow, we're, like, unified on yeah. this level, too, so, yeah. I've all. never wanted a sister, I said I could have never lived with a sister. Well, this is why I'm an only an only child. This is me trying yeah. to get like a sibling. So maybe like that plays into the fact I'm like <laughs> I could not imagine having so many sorority yeah. sisters. I would quite literally be overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, okay, fun fact. Uh my next one is I'm related to George Washington. Uh I Logan says this is disputable, but it's not. <laughs> it's through marriage. On my dad's side, if you go way back in the family lineage, on my dad's side, one of the ladies is the woman that married George Washington, Martha Washington. That's crazy. So it's a far out marital relation, but it is in the family tree. It is not disputable. Logan just thought I said that for fun for some reason, but it's really true. That is actually a really fun fact. Yeah, and I could probably tell you less about George Washington than anyone else on this planet, <laughs> other than I'm related to him. Make it about me, That's right? That's all that matters. Rachel was related to him. <laughs> yep. I founded this country. <laughs> I am in charge here. Oh. All right, what's your next one? Okay, this is my last one. Um, so, I, from the time I was a child, had a fear, massive fear of speaking in front of people, which I think is just ironic. For real? Oh, I'm going to go into detail about this. You hide it so well. I, well, I don't never I don't well, I don't anymore. I literally would, could go speak in front of like whoever now. One, we do a podcast. I teach pure bar classes in front of people all the time where I have a microphone. Even like through high school you were like that? No, not high school. Okay. Cuz I, I mean, I was like a, we were class officers, so we were like speaking in front of our class all the time, spoke at graduation, like easy breezy, mm-hmm. like no issue. But it was like when I was like very young. So I remember preschool graduation you know how, like, everyone, like, sits up on mm-hmm. stage, walks across, nope, I sat on my mom's lap the entire time. Aww, um, elementary school, my parents could never come to anything, like, put on by the school because I had this fear of them, like, watching me. I don't, I don't know why. Like, they would send someone to videotape it because, and I felt so, I felt, I feel so bad because, like, I was an only child and they couldn't even come see their, like, child, like, perform, like, like, the cute little kindergarten play. Um, 
Girls, are you sure they didn't like hide in the back? Oh no, no, the one time they did. The one time my mom did, I saw her in the back. <gasps> and then you were so mad. But okay, so gymnastics quit because there was a recital. Ballet quit because I had to do a performance. <gasps> um, Girl Scouts, you went from like Daisy to Brownies, and you had to like do this little like thing. You walk across like a bridge to like mm-hmm. beca- nope, quit because I wouldn't do that in front of people. Um, so I was truly the worst. I don't know what switch like I, I don't know there was never like a moment where I was mm-hmm. like fixed but it just kind of like happened over time um so I feel like I'm just like in my redemption now like doing the podcast teaching pure bar classes make up for it. but yeah I remember my, it was so funny when I spoke at graduation my parents were like wow we've always wanted to see you like at graduation because like your preschool graduation you like wouldn't go up there so it was, <laughs> so yeah but that's like a fun fact because I feel like most people think like oh yeah I've just always been able to talk in front of people so my advice, if you have trouble speaking in front of people, it can change because it changed for me. I don't know what happened. I don't know what to tell you to do. But, yeah, I'm healed from that irrational I'm fear. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I was sh- more shy as a little girl, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I have always loved the spotlight. Oh, you have, Rachel. I have not an ounce <laughs> of fear in me to be in front of thousands of people speaking or on stage doing anything. Like, I live for it. Like, I feel like Live for like, the high of attention. Our, like, high school assemblies, Rachel would just be like, listen up, everyone. Give like, me the mic. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's my that's last like, fun fact. You have one more? Or? I, should, I should be famous. I you should, should be, be on famous. stage. That's my true calling here, We're trying here, to guys. be famous here, obviously. <laughs> that's so. the whole intention the whole of the purpose. podcast. Um, okay, my last fact is I have wanted to have twins since the time I was, like, in middle school. Since the time I found out, oh, well, I get to have babies someday if I want. Mm-hmm. Don't know what it is. I've just always like, oh, I want twins. Mm-hmm. My mom was, she still is a nurse, but she's like in charge of like hospital stuff now. She doesn't work like doing direct mm-hmm. nursing. And she's always like, no, you do not. There's so many complications that can happen. I know them. Blah, blah, blah. She's like more of a worrier than me. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, do not project that on me. <laughs> I want my twins. Obviously cannot determine that. It does run in the family. They say skips a generation, whatever. So maybe there's a chance. Um, I've been praying for it, manifesting, if you call it manifesting. Yeah. I don't really, like, believe in manifesting, yeah. more praying. Yeah. Um, for years. Uh, so everybody keeps saying, well, I always tell people this, like, because people always ask, when are you going to have kids and stuff? Which really you shouldn't be asking people. Um, and I'm always like, well, we're waiting, but I want twins when we Uh do. And if my mom's there, she's like, no, I don't want her to have twins. I'm concerned about X, Y, Z. And I'm like, my mom's praying against the desires of my heart, guys. Pray even harder. I have twins. So I have so many people, so many people. And now people started telling me they're, they're praying for triplets for me. And I said, please don't. That's not the desire of my heart. (laughs) So we'll see. My ideal would be set of boy twins, set of girl twins, four babies. Wow. Um, just two pregnancies. Two preg. I mean, yeah, rougher pregnancies probably. Um, but yeah, I've always wanted twins. I still do. I'm holding out hope that it's twins. I've also <laughs> I- I've also wanted twins too. More as of recently, but I feel like you've had this dream Maybe forever. we'll do joint twin pregnancies. So if you what would the odds be of that? Like it actually statistically would have to be low that we both. Yeah, I don't even know. So if you if you want to pray, you can pray that one day Rachel and I both have twins. <laughs> and people, someone's listening to this that has twins and is like, no, no. you don't want that. I I've always said like, 
I want to have them off the bat, though, so I don't know any different of, like, having one baby. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because that would be hard if you had a single. And then you had twins. twins, Because you're like, it's so much harder. Whereas, like, if that's all you know, then, like. Yeah. That's all you know. Yeah. But, I mean, odds are low. Praying for it, though. (laughs) Hey. Our God can do anything. Am I I dooming myself? (laughs) But you heard it here first. The one day when Rachel has twins, you're like, oh my gosh, she wanted this her whole life. I heard it on the podcast. Quadruplets. And I'm like, (laughs) trying to keep pussy. You're like, that's all I have. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's uh, more than enough info on everything. Yeah. (laughs) Us included. We hope you guys like that. Yeah, this is just kind of like a fun did you know episode. I texted Rachel like a month ago. I was like, we should do like a did you know episode. I think people will like that. So hopefully you did. Yeah, it was just like a mishmash of We enjoyed things. it. So even if you didn't, we, we, we always enjoy podcasting. We always enjoy talking. We're like, hope everyone else likes this because we had, we had a good talk. <laughs> hope you like it because we're liking it. <laughs> we're the only listeners of our podcast. We're the only ones enjoying it. Uh, no, that's not true. We know many of you listen and we love you uh, for it. Well, thank you guys for being here. Um, yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. We would appreciate it so much. Leave a comment. Um, like our video. And again, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leave us a good five-star review if you enjoyed this episode. If you don't, just don't leave a review at all then. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all I have for this week. So thanks for being here, guys. We will see you next week on Kind of Crunchy. Bye. Remember, although we talk all things health and wellness here, this is not medical advice and you should always seek out your medical professional for further questions. Thanks again for listening. Please remember to share, comment, and subscribe to help support our podcast.